Hi everyone, just a quick note about the episode. At the top, we discuss the new HBO series I May Destroy You, a show that deals with drug-facilitated sexual assault. We realize this may be a sensitive topic for some listeners, so if you'd like to skip ahead, we get into other, less weighty topics approximately 22 minutes in. Welcome back to Podjiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura, and with me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. And uh, Pajiba Harry Mike Dustin Rolls. <laughs> hello, Dan. <laughs> hello. This is week two of just going with whatever Dustin names himself on the uh, recording, and I don't know what that is uh, referencing, but uh, I'm sure there's a great story behind it. There's not. It was just whatever came to my mind. Okay, so that's an insight into what Dustin's mind is like. Why were you thinking about the word Harry? Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I, I honestly, I have no idea. Let's really dig into that and (laughs) see what's what's the... Because, look, we don't have anything else to talk about today, so... (laughs) What's, why were, why did you, in your mind's eye, why did you picture a microphone that, that, uh, is, is in need of a haircut or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's growing its quarantine beard? Uh, uh, I wish I had an answer. I don't, I have no answer. Whatsoever. How is, how's your quarantine beard? Uh, I, 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 last week I shaved it, uh, not, I, not completely, but I, it was so long that I had to use my, uh, hair trimmers to trim it. Not the beard trimmer, but the actual hair trimmer to oh. shorten it. So, yeah, it's normal length beard now, again. Oh. I was looking very, uh, uh, like 1800s, uh, sailor. You can just say Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you'd be in. You'd be. Uh, you'd fit in on the Nat Geo show Barkskins, which I'm sure you've both watched. No clue what that is. Dan, I'm getting real tired of you uh, shaming me about not doing my homework for the no, podcast. No. The, the good thing is that I also have not watched Barkskins, but I just I learned about like it. Even though they've done like a whole season, it's on National Geographic, and it's about like fur trappers in Canada in like the 1700s or something. Uh, it's the guy who did the bridge for uh, for FX. So, wait, what? Anyway, if you, yeah, if you want to see a show about fur trappers in Canada, like three hundred years ago, made by the guy who did the American version of the bridge, wait, then it's on Nat Geo or also on Hulu, I think. So it's not uh, like a docu series. It's uh... no, it's a scripted oh, show. Wow. Yeah, they do scripted now. That. Yeah, they have fair, genius. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm descended from Canadian fur trappers, so. So you don't need to watch it. You, you've I don't need already, to watch it. You've already lived it. That's my get out of class pass. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to be talking about one show that apparently I did make Tori watch. Uh, you made all um, of us yeah. watch it. Don't do well, yeah, Dustin's Dustin, effort. Dustin was probably going to watch it, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about I Maybe Destroy You, and I will apologize to Tori for it, because uh, apparently it was... I, I Did I not give a warning? I feel like I gave a warning. Maybe not. Maybe no, no, no warning. No. 
No, you said... Uh, I said it was dark. Uncomfortable. Didn't I? No. But I saw her yeah. other show, and it was uncomfortable, but in a different, completely different kind of way. It was different in a British uh, humor kind of way. So we should set this up. <laughs> We're just going to talk <laughs> yeah. about it now, we? Don't even we? Know, we haven't <laughs> we'll even mentioned the name it. of the show, have we? <laughs> no, I said I May Destroy oh, yeah. You, didn't I? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I May Destroy You. It's on HBO. It's a half-hour show. Not a comedy. No, not a comedy. Not a comedy. Uh, it's by Michaela Cole, who did yes. Chewing Gum. Which yes. is a comedy. Which is the other uncomfortable show Dustin was yes. referencing. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I didn't watch Chewing Gum. I mean, I, I heard about it. I heard it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen it. I think it was a, it was on Netflix, right? Yeah, and I haven't seen Chewing Gum either, so I actually okay. I've only didn't seen have that two episodes of Chewing Gum because I couldn't handle it. Because that was about a it wasn't about a woman who wanted to lose her virginity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It was did um, that did she? Uh, well, I <laughs> I don't remember. I just it was very um, I don't even know how to it was. It just made me super uncomfortable how aggressively she was trying to lose her virginity. And I couldn't watch it anymore. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> that's chewing gum. <laughs> that's chewing gum. Not I May Destroy You, which is on HBO. Uh, on right. HBO. Is it originally uh, made for The first HBO? two episodes have aired. I believe okay. so, but I'm not sure um but it's so it's michaela cole cre- uh, she created she's the lead and uh the the it it starts off with like a you know like a millennial woman in uh london who's um like she she sold a book she's a writer and she sold a book that was kind of popular but she's still kind of clearly you know in her life unsettled and self-destructive and trying to figure it out she's in that phase um but what the show is about and what makes it so uncomfortable and hard to watch is that it's about a uh, her being date raped and kind of the the uh the it all kind of expands out from there but right that but that doesn't happen until like the last or it doesn't uh, it's not presented, it. yeah, until like the last moment of the first episode when it comes in like a little snippet of a memory that she yeah. doesn't really understand. Um, it's essentially setting up a mystery. Like she she goes out for a night. She has a really good time. Mm-hmm. She gets back to the op. She had been procrastinating on her work. She gets back to her office. She finishes her work, and you see these glimpses that like something that you didn't see on screen must have happened because she's got a cut on her head and her phone is broken and she's very like discombobulated and and isn't making sense the work that she finished was incomprehensible Mm -hmm. like you know something had happened and then from there the show is her trying to put the pieces of that missing night back together right um and so it's you know she her drink was spiked um she's lost a lot of uh, memories about what happened. Uh, Her friend who she'd been out with is clearly keeping something from her um, lying about like helping her get back to the office and things like that. Um, So she's trying to track down her own movements through ATM receipts and, and, you know, uh, Uber receipts and things like that, trying to figure out where she was, put the pieces back together. And, and yeah, so you're, you're, it's, 
you know, you figure out, yeah, by the end of you, that's that one flash of a memory that she doesn't acknowledge as a memory at the end of the first episode. And then in the, the second episode, it kind of, it becomes inescapable. She like realizes because her drink has been spiked, she, she goes to the cops and it's, the, there's this painful scene where it's these two female police officers mm-hmm. trying to walk her through not the night, actually trying to walk her through the realization that she'd been raped. Right. It's it's her, it's them just kind of gently, uh, like, opening it up enough so that, she, so that she'll, she'll accept that it's right. a memory and not just a random, because she's been kind of describing it as like, oh, it's just a weird false thing that's memory, popping yeah. in my head. Yeah. Yeah, a false memory. Yeah, it's this this image I have, and it's not a memory because I know it was a memory. It's her her character is in denial, mm-hmm. and it's um, so it, you know it's, and so and that's what makes the show so fascinating. It's it's actually it's wonderfully done both in the, the sort of. The way an event like that impacts you and Mm. and the way you might you know the way it can ripple like you you know she isn't she she's going about her day she doesn't acknowledge that something bad has happened and even when she does acknowledge it she's it's not still real to her and i have a feeling over the next i think it's a 10 episode season like that's not only is she going to continue investigating trying to figure out who who did it and and who else was involved and and what the planning was but it's also her going through the emotions because right now she's still keeping the reality of it at an emotional distance even though she's finally acknowledged that like this is a thing that happened to me right you know she gets a rape kit and she you know everything like that but it's it's also done in this in a way where she is um this is not the only thing about her. Right. You know, it's digging into her life and she is a, she's a fascinating character and she's got lively friends and, and there's a whole social circle. And, and you're also now getting hints that like there was an event that preceded this involving her friend, another right. one of her friends. Right. Um, so I think it's also going to dig into like the secrets that other people hold and, and, yeah, I mean it's so well done, mm-hmm. but it is really hard to watch because yeah. it's so well done. It gets yeah. so much right, and it's done in a way that it's not, you know, it's not drama for drama's sake. Right. Like part of why it's so hard to watch is because it's like, if you've ever had an any experience similar, you're like, oh no, they just got that completely right, mm-hmm. and that. Oh, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful show that I not gonna watch anymore. really had to try hard not <laughs> to just walk away from. And I'm, uh, I'm very sorry for <laughs> jesting it for this week. Um, but I, I, I mean, I was, I was legitimately struck by how, uh, it, it's a, it, it's, it's one of those shows that kind of throws you in and doesn't explain anything like they like you you're just dropping into their lives into the lives of both uh Michaela Cole's character and her friends around her yeah. and you don't you don't really know anything about them but but they they feel like very real and lived in in a way that um I don't know like like it was very I, I it was just impressive in how you know you 
you kind of feel like you know them, even though you clearly don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, even from like the first moments that you that you meet these characters, and um, and as much as the the narrative is is being propelled by by what happens to to her character, um, everyone else has their secrets. Everyone else has their thing they're dealing with, and those are all being painted in kind of at the edges. Um, in a way that's that's I mean they their their stories even though they're not the ace they're not the main story they're um, you know they're they're treated with the same kind of care and like importance that there's yeah. other stuff happening yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like a traditional narrative in the sense that like you know and like you're saying yeah there there isn't a whole lot of exposition you don't know exactly everyone's relationships the show is so great at at, at presenting a constellation of fully formed people and not mm -hmm. feeling the need to explain it. Right. You know, she'll pick up the phone, a friend will come over, he'll just be sitting on a chair and you immediately kind of, you don't have to know how long they've known each other or what their relationship is. It's just sort of like, oh, he's the friend that, you know, she's a procrastinator. He's the one who shows up to keep her on target. Right. You know, that's it. That's all you need to know. Right. Um, you know, her roommate, pretty sure her roommate has a huge crush on her. She's like living with this dude. Um, that is never said. There's nothing. I could be completely wrong about it, but it's like they're close. They're not the closest. Mm -hmm. They hang out and smoke joints together. Right. You know, like it's everything is so lived in where, yeah, there's no need to explain it, but it's not off putting. You don't mm -hmm. feel like you're kind of lost as a viewer it's just very confident yeah <laughs> i agree <sighs> did you just say i agree yes. <laughs> i don't know what else to say about it yeah it was a really i had, it was, I, I had it no was... idea what was happening and then just and then it just, then i realized what well, was happening well dustin i guess as someone since you're the only one of, a, of the three of us who watch chewing gum how does it um uh, does it feel like, and I don't want to put it in these terms exactly, but like, does it feel like a, like a, like an evolution for Michaela Cole or her, oh. like, is, does it feel like, does it feel like of a piece of that no, oh, yeah, work yeah, yeah. or yeah. is it the same sort of like feeling? I mean, I, again, I only watched two episodes of it and it was like two years ago. And from what I recall, I mean, it was about a woman trying to lose her virginity and she was going at it really hard and like like throwing herself at people and it uh, made me uncomfortable in a I don't know how to in a British comedy kind of way but also in a oh 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 please don't do that oh please don't do that sort of way mm -hmm. like I was afraid that something yeah. bad would happen and I liked her so much that I didn't want anything to happen and so I had to stop watching <laughs> which is my, yeah. my wife watched it though yeah. and loved it and thought it was like the best show of the year Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of get that here, too, where it's like you're watching it and you, you really like her immediately and she's really relatable and you... Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and you, you're watching and you're like, oh, something bad is going to happen. But you're also, I I'm like, know, you know, first... I did not see that coming at all until... I didn't see... Well, what I thought was interesting was, you know, all I'd read was, like, the log line, which is essentially that, you know she's trying to put the pieces together of a lost night. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, it's like, we all kind of know what that's signaling. Like, 
But on the other hand, I was like, well, maybe this is going to be, maybe it's going to be a crime. Maybe there's a robbery. Maybe there's, you know, I'm thinking like it could just be a big whodunit of, it could be anything else. Right. Because you don't want it to be that. In some ways, because that's just, it is, and, you know, not, I don't mean it as a, but it, that is the banal thing. It's so common. And I don't mean that as a negative, I mean, it's obviously a negative, but I mean, we're used to shows giving us something that's, you know, maybe it's the escapist element of, you know, uh, our expectations are set on something that is out of the ordinary. And so everything about it as it's going along is, is this is the ordinary and it just it continues to be that and and that's where the power is because it's like no there doesn't have to be like she doesn't have to witness a murder or she doesn't have to you know it doesn't she didn't lose her memory of you know robbing someone or something like that it's like no it's exactly what you think might happen in that situation because it happens to so many people and and that's why you know the show does it really really well in in making it just so you know every day but but also in in the the way that she is just a you know her reactions to it the way she should the way she continues living her life the way she's trying to process it and not accepting and and but also still worried about her book worried about her friend's audition worried about everything else like distracting herself with all these other things and and ah. You know, and, and it withholds information to give you, as a viewer, a chance to to still kind of hold on to that hope that, you know, maybe... Because the, the first episode, you don't see anything happens. The right. first episode, ends, she has that flash of a memory. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly a, a man over her. Um, and you think, like, you know, I mean, that's that's really bad. You pretty much know what happened, but you haven't right. seen anything. So her investigation in the second episode, you're still, like... Personally, I'm still holding on to like maybe it's something else. Maybe it's not that. Right. Please don't be that. Because of course it fucking yeah, is. Yeah. And um, the one that was like the real gut punch for me because because you're you you're allied to her her POV, mm-hmm. and so you're stuck in her level of acceptance, and you realize the depth of her kind of denial, not only through that that scene with the cops trying to get her to acknowledge, like, what it is that she saw in that memory, uh, but then they, they show scenes of her in the examination, and she's still very detached from it all, but she's in a hospital gown showing off other wounds. And you've seen, like, the little cut on her head for the whole episode slowly bleeding. Mm-hmm. But you think maybe that's it. And then you start seeing, no, her knees are bruised. She has a huge bruise on her hip. She was injured in all these other ways that she didn't acknowledge. She'd mm-hmm. clearly taken a shower, changed her clothes. She must have seen them, but didn't register them for what they were. It's so, and it's weird because it's like, this is all horrible. And I'm not saying the show is fun, but it's also, it doesn't reduce her to just victimhood either. Right. It's about her, her owning her, coming to own her experience, but 
as a part of her whole self. And I don't know where the show's going to go. I don't know, you know, where her investing, you know, where her putting the pieces together will take her and, and how that will, will affect the friend group who clearly have been keeping things from her. Right. Um, I don't, you know, it's really, uh, it's just really well done, but really, really hard to watch. Yeah. So. So basically my bad, I'm sorry that I made, uh, (laughs) I, 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 that I suggested this as a show, but. No, um, I don't know. I but that's it. It's like you know. But it is really well done. But it's yeah, so good. Incredibly, inc- incredibly hard to watch. But um, that's also the reason why. You know, it's weird because I'm like I don't know that I could tell people that they should watch it, but on the other hand, like they should watch yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Like you know, I'm not saying there's ever going to be like the right time where this is the show that you want to put on, but on the other hand, like. Everyone should watch this because, like, it's really, really accurate. So, so no, I think you don't have to apologize, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just gave us well, a really I, worthwhile topic, and well, I we're feel probably going to have a shorter episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay, yay for that. Um, <laughs> I also want to note that this is the first time we got into the into our show, our main topic, before talking about what we were drinking. Oh, yeah. That's true. Should we should we circle back? I does it matter? Yeah, I don't know. I think it suffice matters, to say it, I'm it, drinking. It only matters if you would like to do more spontan for uh, your friend's book. No, I didn't mangle another uh, recipe. I will try that in the future. Oh, okay. Um, well, then next time. No, only just... only when we can when we can really, uh, really tout the the alternate versions of recipes. Yeah, I, yeah. I will, no, I had. <laughs> I will say that I got the book and I was going to have a drink, uh, make a margarita based on the recipe, and I did for dinner, and it was amazing. And then I didn't realize how many limes it took, and I didn't make enough. I mean, I didn't buy enough limes, so I couldn't do it again for this, because yeah. It was a really good margarita. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> did you make it uh, exactly right, or did you did you do a Tory? And, no, no, I, know, I followed the directions, and my wife also <laughs> enjoyed it a lot, and I, I think she went to sleep early because of the wonderful margarita. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is your wife drank all the margarita, and now you don't have uh, any left. That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, he, he was, that was his main note to me after hearing the podcast was that my cocktail sounded like an abomination. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe you drank that. <laughs> and he's like, the message of the book was clearly that anyone, that there's no wrong way to make a cocktail except how you make them. <laughs> so, you know, All right. cheers. Well, we'll get to more, more ads for uh, drink what you want, you know. Uh, another time, but um, all right. Do we have anything else? The, uh, this is a terrible transition, but do we have anything else that, that you guys want to talk about, or should we just move on? Because we can just move on. Yeah, we can. We can move on. We can move on. I think Tori covered that <laughs> as well as you can cover it. 
I, yeah, I, no, I meant I'm, like, I, I, sorry, I meant like, oh, do, do you want to talk about, uh, or we could talk about, uh, what is it, what is it, um, uh, Community Season 6, because <laughs> 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 the story's watching it, or Other Space, which I never watched, so. You should watch Other Space, yeah, sorry, we went on to a, uh, before we started recording, we started, uh, going off on a, uh, discussion of long forgotten yahoo screen shows yeah remember yahoo screen no <laughs> it was the proto quibi they were there for like a year yeah maybe and I community forgot. season six was their big get mm-hmm. um oh burning love uh, i remember that vaguely oh was that with ken marino oh yeah, yeah. that's right that was like the fake bachelor right like cop like yes a, it was like the parody. A fake comedy bachelor and then um, I watched Sin City Saints a little bit because I really like Mylon Ackerman, but it was no good. Yeah. Yeah. That was the basketball one. Uh, yes. <laughs> with, Didn't sound super sure right there. With Tom Arnold and Rick Fox. Ugh. Also weird, yeah. Mm. Other Space was really fun. I enjoyed it. That was the only other show other than Community Season Season Six that I watched on Yahoo Screen. Wait, can you still watch it, or is it just gone? I don't know. That's actually a good Let's question. See. It appears to be gone. Oh. For the time being, anyway. Yeah. The title is not currently available to stream on digital platforms. Because yeah, it was a Paul Feig show. Yeah. Was, oh, that's right. Yeah. Good cast. So nobody picked it up. Nope. Nope. Nobody wants to watch it. it. Somebody should. I bet it ended up on Crackle for like a hot second. What's, <laughs> what is Crackle? Crackle is Sony, uh, right? Is Sony? Well, not anymore. It, it was Sony, but uh, you know who owns it now is, and this is not a joke, Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. What? What? Yes. Yeah, so Chicken Soup for the Soul has their own like media arm. And they bought uh, Crackle a while ago. <sighs> and I think Byron Allen bought Chicken Soup for the Soul, although I might be wrong about that. The basketball player? No. Uh, Byron Allen was a stand-up comedian back in like the 70s and 80s who oh. built an empire. And now he, like, he owns a weather channel. He has, uh, he has his own like, entertainment channels. Um, he's, uh, no, he's, he's big time, man. He's like the richest guy you don't you've never heard of. Yeah, but imagine like that corporate handover. Like, what do you do with your letterhead when you go from like Sony Crackle to Chicken Soup for the Soul Crackle? <laughs> well, there's still some kind of uh, some kind of partnership with Sony because they still get to air like Sony properties. So, is it Chicken Soup for the Souls Sony Crackle? <laughs> I think they just call it Crackle, and they pretend that the other parts of it they like hide the rest of it. But then they don't... Oh, well, no, I guess... Okay, fine. Fine. I don't know. You know who um, should pick up... You know who should get the rights to Other Space? Who's that? Spectrum. <laughs> Spectrum original. They could but make it... But it doesn't a, have to be an original. It's not... It would, But they could just be a... They should just host it. Spectrum is only interested in hosting original content. Um, they could say it was a new show and no one would know the difference because nobody watched it on Yahoo. It's true. <laughs> and they're going to need those true. things like this fall when there's no new shows. Like, also, what, Fox had the um, 
the Gabriel Union Jessica Alba cop show, and now they're going to probably have to pull that now. Yeah, mm, I yeah. think they're probably going to hold it or not air it anymore. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that reminds me of, there was a, uh, there was a show, did you guys ever see, uh, I don't remember what network it was on, but it ran very briefly, but it was called Br- Brilliant But Cancelled. <gasps> no. It was on, like, <laughs> it wasn't on Bravo, but it was on something like Bravo. Like at some... Like VH1 like some, or one of those. Yeah, like... some mid-tier cable channel. Yeah. Um, but what they did was they, they, they somehow got the rights to shows that were cancelled after, like, two episodes. And it would air them. And one of the ones that they aired was a short-lived sitcom with Jason Bateman. Uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name now. And <laughs> because I, it was brilliant, but canceled. Well, but, but I ended up watching the whole thing because it was only six episodes, but they had the whole thing. Right. And it was called um, The Jake Effect. I was going to call it Jake 2.0. Oh, that's The not. Jake Effect. I think I remember that. Um, how the hell do I remember that show? Because it had Jason Bateman and Greg Grunberg. Oh, oh Grunberg, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Nikki Cox, who became a professional poker player or something. I don't know. So was the show brilliant? Was the television showcase brilliant but canceled? Uh, canceled? It was canceled. Um <laughs> I don't know what happened to it, but that's the only... I remember seeing that at my grandparents' house uh, because I was bored and watching TV. Yeah, that's all I, <laughs> that's all I have there. Anyway, Do you only uh, remember the Jason Bateman one? Or, or I only there? remember the Jason Bateman one. They definitely showed other shows, but that was the only one. I only remember that one because that one was like... I think the others were like pilots. They might have been like pilots that, you know, never aired. Didn't go anywhere, yeah. Yeah, but the Jake effect had like six episodes. And I remember uh, I remember knowing who Jason Bateman was. Well, it was just because the cast was like, like Greg Renberg I knew from, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams stuff. And, yeah, because um, I definitely watched Felicity. Uh, and uh, How did you not watch and, Felicity? I didn't watch Felicity. Well, I know you why. Didn't. Why would I have? I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't have enjoyed Felicity. I'm just saying, what? Why would I have watched Felicity? I watched all of Felicity twice. It's that good. Is it? Isn't she like a stalker? What? There's no stalker. She's just a college. No stalker. Stalker. Yeah, she's a stalker, oh, right? And she she followed a boy to college, or but then she. So, we all do. The main thing things. I know about that show is that there's something about her hair. Like, her hair was very important, right? She had... It was just Carrie Russell had very amazing uh, hair, and then the second season, they asked her to cut it off, and then she did, and then the ratings dropped. But it had nothing to do with her <laughs> hair. It, it wow. switched to Sunday nights on, you know, UPN or whatever it was, and the ratings fell. Well, yeah, but did they, they dump her on, on Sunday hair. nights because she lost the hair? No. Rick, would that have happened if if she hadn't cut her hair? No. It had nothing to do with the hair, but people just mm. blamed the hair. Yeah. I mean, look, she cuts her hair, ratings I mean, go down. It was J.J. Abrams' idea to cut her hair. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... No, see, what happened was this. and uh, Carrie Russell, as a joke put on a wig, like a, a short wig, 
as a joke and sent a picture of herself to J.J. Abrams over the summer, like, to scare him. Like, ah, oh, look, I cut my hair. And the J.J. Abrams loved it and said, you have to cut your hair because this will be great. And then she did, and then the ratings fell because it was gotten moved, and then the whole, that's the whole story. Yeah, well, the coda to that story is that he thought it would be great to put her in a space Power Ranger suit for Rise of Skywalker and basically not barely show her face. Oh my god, I forgot so about weird. that. And look how that I was going to say I was going to say he completely wasted her by like making her awesome in Mission Impossible 3 know, and so then killing her off in, in 5 minutes. So good in that. And then I was like, "What? No." Yeah. Yeah, that was a real So wait, bummer. is that like his thing just finding ways to like ruin or waste Carrie <laughs> Russell and she keeps coming back for more cuz like she's I was so excited for the possibility of her and then like She's like barely in yeah. the movie, and you barely see her. Do you even see her? I think you do see her face like once. Wait, do you? I don't know. I, don't I feel remember. like maybe at one point. I don't remember seeing her face. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I yeah. just was so annoyed with the movie. I invented a scene where her. You see her like, face less than you up. see the Mandalorian's face. Uh, oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Best show of 2019. But, best show. You know, but that's different. That's a different different animal. Uh, if if the Mandalorian had kept Carrie Russell's head covered the entire time, it would not be the best show of 2019. I can tell you that much. Well, I mean, they probably would have done it better than J.J. Abrams did. That's true. Hard to say. Who knows? Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. Unless they put Carrie Russell in the Mandalorian. Wait. Could? Yeah, why not? Wow. It could work. Yeah, she doesn't age. She'd be fine. Seriously, she yeah. doesn't. You remember uh, Running Wild? That's a not brilliant, but canceled. Oh. oh. That was her and what's-his-face, right? Uh, Will what's Arnett. What, Will yeah, Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Speaking of great. short run. That was, the, uh, that was the show that was going to be real big time because it was... Uh, it was Hurwitz's uh, follow-up, wasn't it? Yeah, so, Mitch Hurwitz. Yeah. And then wherever, and I stuck with it because it's like, it's Will Arnett, it's Mitch Hurwitz, this is amazing, I'm going to convince myself of it, and it just was never good. No, <laughs> it kind of wasn't. I, I also stuck with it. Like, I remember watching it and being like, no, this will be the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fine. Did they have zoo animals? Is that right? Oh, Jesus. Maybe. I, I feel like there were animals. I j- there were animals or Carrie Russell just kept wearing like safari pants <laughs> but like what wild, it was like coming? a play on words right <laughs> running wild but with an E but was it one of the characters named wild uh, no, wow none of us remember what actually happened in the show uh, wait okay IMDB <laughs> says Stephen Wilde <laughs> always had everything he wanted boom, due to his name. probably rich father except the girl Emily Kadubik who's an environmentalist, Emily, or Emmy, Emmy, sorry, Emmy and her daughter, Puddle, come to live with him. What? Yeah, I think, yeah. And what is she wearing in the promo? Um, Yeah, there's something about a preserve, right? I think. No, comedy, what, what is the show called again? Running Wild, but Wild has an E at the end. An E, that's the problem, because I'm getting some real... Oh, running wild with Bear Grylls. I'm like, who is this not Will Arnett serious looking guy in all of the 
promo art I'm finding. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah, she's wearing like sporty shorts. I was thinking of because it's um, Peter Serafinowicz, right? Yes. In Jodhpur's sort of. He's playing a character named Fa'ad. Fa'ad Shah. I'm sorry, my pronunciation is terrible. Fa'ad Shaulian. Anyway, hmm. it doesn't seem like it's great. Like, it seems like it doesn't age well, is no. what I'm saying. Um, Mel Rodriguez was in it, David Cross. A lot of good people, but, you know, didn't... Uh... Anyway. Didn't stick. Didn't stick. Here's what uh, gas a great one. Carrie Russell. You know, they should revive Brilliant <laughs> But Cancelled. I agree. I would, you know, I would love to see... Uh, I don't know why networks don't do it anymore, because they used to, like, back in... I mean, this is like, you know, decades ago, but they used to air, well, they used to air like pilots that, that, because they, they paid for them. Right. Yeah. So it's like, might as well just burn them off once, but they don't do that anymore. And well, I, cause there's not, cause they turned the summer season into a real season where they actually have new shows. Whereas I it used know, to just be reruns like, and like whatever they had lying around. I don't know. Put it on digital or something. I would, I would, I would definitely want, I would watch every pilot if, yeah. if they put them up there. Oh, yeah, if they did pilots. But also, like, here's the thing about a show like Brilliant But Cancelled. If they'd actually selected shows that lasted, like, a season or two before getting cancelled. Right. Because, th- like, they could have done Earth 2. Like, no Ooh, one remembers that show. Earth but, two. like, technically it had, like, two seasons. <laughs> you put that on, then they can't cancel you because you've got two seasons baked in. I remember Earth 2. The I remember the name Earth 2. I don't know if I ever saw it. Oh, I watched it. All the time. Because it came on, I think it was on the same night as Sequest. Oh, is that really? Yeah. <sighs> Sequest, a show that ran for many more seasons than I rem- than seemed Sequest possible. ran for like four years. Yeah, and it, but they, it like was not ever doing well, so they kept changing it fundamentally, hoping. But right. it was like a Spielberg show, so yeah. they couldn't bring themselves to cancel it. Yeah. They would just like retool it wholly. <laughs> Right. So each season was completely different from the previous one. Wasn't one season like a like a flash forward? Like it was like Sequest 20 something something, like 2058 or whatever. Something, yeah. I feel like they did a flash forward. There were a couple of DeLuise brothers in it. Yeah. Um, and then they, and they cast... There was more than one DeLuise brother? Oh, there were two of them. Huh. Two of them in the show. I'm assuming in real life there could be more. I just remember you know those DeLuises. The 21 Jump Street. Yeah, so he was in it, and then another one. There are two of them. So, um, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna the, the Carrie Russell thing. I got off on it, and 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 um, <laughs> I don't mean that. God damn it. We know. We know. <laughs> so <laughs> we could tell. She's like, she does look the exact same. I just sent you pictures of her uh, on Slack. Uh, that <laughs> that's gonna be great for our podcast audience. I'm sorry. She was in Married with Children and ninety five. Looks the exact same. She was in Honey, I Blew Okay, look. That bottom picture is Honey, I Blew Up the Kid in 92. Looks the exact same. Oh, she was in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? I saw that. Wow. Yeah, she really has not nope. aged. And she's like the, the, the female um, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Although you look at that hair and you just sit there and go, who? <laughs> who, would, who would ask her to cut that off? <laughs> who would cut that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, JJ. Why would you do that, JJ? Um, all right, well, we've filibustered long enough. 
So <laughs> we've so, artificially well. So now we have episode. now we have a normal now we have a normal length episode. So to be, I mean, a normal old school normal, not new new normal. So. Well, we haven't gotten to the game yet. Don't, well, no, don't but I'm, us short. I'm, I'm saying with the game, we'll be at like a proper. We'll be at like an hour. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. okay. Oh, wait, so I, I have to, <laughs> once you cut out all the dead pops, yeah, right, I have to pee. I have to pee real bad. Draw me real bad. Oh god. Is <laughs> that margarita? All right. Uh, oh, I need god. to mark this down. Forty-six forty. Why? Let's just keep talking. All right. Um, what are we? So, how are you, Tori? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to talk about Earth 2, because he clearly wasn't interested. Okay. I Wait, remember... so what was Earth 2 about? Because I honestly don't know if I ever watched it. Oh, my God. So, these people leave Earth, mm-hmm. obviously, and they're looking for, like, another planet to settle. It's, like, the usual... I'm assuming it's very much like your sitcom, um, like there was something wrong with Earth. Wait, I don't think only. we talked about that on the podcast. I don't think you should mention Well, it was going to be the cold open. Is it? I thought oh, the no, cold open is me apologizing. Other... It could be both. Well, we whatever. could have a Frankenstein of a cold open. Oh, man. This is I already don't know. More anyway, sorry. Keep going. Anyway, sorry. Um, cut what I just said. It's all <laughs> no, staying in. So, so they go, but it... Um, and there's... I think there are maybe criminals on there. But anyway, the ship lands on this planet, but then there are, it, there are these aliens that are already on the planet, but the pilots, um, who's very much um, sort of the Laura Roslin of Earth 2... Uh, she, I think she was the pilot or, or somehow like owned the ship or something like that. Her son, who's like sickly, somehow has a connection to the inhabitants of the island. So it's like everyone's scared of the inhabitants, but he's got a connection. So maybe if he can forge something, they'll be able to stay, I think. But the cast, it had like Antonio Sabato Jr. That was weird. Um, but it also had uh, Clancy Brown, I think, was in it. And, um, oh my God, it had, had a a great cast and there was a decent enough mystery that I was like really into it. Rebecca Gayhart, Rockman Dunbar. Oh, Oh, wow. Yes. Rockman Dunbar. Oh, Dustin, Dustin heard Rockman Dunbar and he's he's back. Terry O'Quinn's in it. Okay. Terry O'Quinn, yeah. Tim Curry. Wow. Yeah, that was why I kept watching it because Tim Curry, <laughs> and he was he was definitely like it was. They basically did Lost in Space and were like, "You're the." I feel like he was basically the Doctor Smith. Uh, okay. Um. Huh. Yeah, I never watched. Like they this. were like, we need someone who's obviously like kind of evil, and they was like, let's get. <laughs> let's get Tim Curry. <laughs> my uh, my obscure show that nobody watched but me was. Uh, Space Above and Beyond. Do you ever watch that? No. I remember that. I don't think I watched it. It, it. was uh, it was Glenn Morgan and James Wong who came off of X Files. So they left. They were on X Files. They left it to create Space Above and Beyond. And it was basically like humans are at war with some random alien race that we don't know. Uh, but it was it was about like fighter pilots. So it was it was these like space fighter pilots, uh, and it was about this one squadron and. Uh, and it was just, like, great, because I loved, like, I played, like, all those, like, stupid space shooter games back in the 90s. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I'm watching I'm watching one of those, and it was fun. Um, but it only went one season, and uh, and then that was it. And then it got canceled, and then uh, James Wong and Glenn Morgan went back to X-Files. So. Hmm. Yeah, that one was one I remember hearing about, and then it was gone before I could, like... I don't know if it was actually good... But I loved it. Um, also, yeah. the ending was real dark because they basically killed everybody. 
Yeah. I think of the main cast, maybe two characters are like, well, the others, you don't know if they're alive or not, but it seems like they're dead. And then maybe one or two of them are still alive. Um, so it's real dark by the end. Um, I'm assuming because they probably knew it was getting canceled. But So, okay, so did you ever watch Soap? The old, like, yes. old 70s sitcom, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was obviously like not alive when it was airing, but they aired it in reruns. And one of my parents' friends like taped all of it and gave us the tapes. Uh-huh. But then I've never known, because it's also impossible to find now right you can i think you can buy like it's on dvd (laughs) maybe dvd but but not yeah um but anyway so all i remember was the cliffhanger and you know it went for quite a while yeah but uh there was a cliffhanger where katherine hellman's character um jessica is i think she's in cuba (laughs) she's somewhere and she's before a firing squad (laughs) and it's literally like one of these guns doesn't have a bullet (laughs) And so, like, you don't know if she's, if she died or not. Right. But then I, I, but I also don't know because I, all I had were these tapes that were (laughs) taped off the TV. Like, I don't know if that was the end of the show or if there were episodes that, like, just never got recorded for me. Right. And I was, I just remember being, like, 10 years old and watching these VHSs and, like, getting to that episode and being like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I really should probably just buy the DVDs because I'm still very <laughs> curious about what happened at the end of Soap. Catherine Hellman, 40 years too late. Catherine Hellman just died last year at the age of 90. Okay. Insane. Jesus Christ, Dustin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Way to bring us down, Dustin. No, not in a big really... She was 90. That's insane. I know. That's she great. was wonderful. Yes. I, I, I loved her in Who's the Boss? And I vaguely remember her from Soap. Oh, no. The Firing Squad is the, is the last episode of the series. So you'll never know. Does it get canceled? And like, without... It's the last... Because it's only four seasons. Yeah. And that's, that's the end of season four. So. Do they say... Am I right? It was like something about how one of the guns didn't have a bullet? Well, I don't know about that, but I'm looking at, I'm just looking at this thing about episode soap. And, and, and in the episode description, it says, Jessica faces a firing squad. And that's all oh it says god. about it. So. Oh, God. But yeah, so you'll never get an answer to that. Um, I'm real salty about that all over again. I've been carrying this with me since I was a child. <laughs> and it's not streaming. Never streaming. No, I'm assuming there was like music clearance issues or something like that. Probably. I, I definitely remember, I don't know what channel it was, but I, I remember seeing Soap out of context, uh, you know, in syndication somewhere and being like, what the hell is it? Like as a child, yeah. like you, and being like, what is this show? I don't understand what's happening. And I don't know, but they all see, everyone seems to be enjoying, like they seem to be in on this joke somehow. And I didn't understand it because I was too young. It's like the best show because it really was yeah. like a half hour sitcom that was based on soap operas. But right. the plot points they did for soap operas were at the time like seemed really like over the top, like, you know, a real satire of, you know, because there's like demon possession and like yeah. all this stuff. But then and like aliens and things like that. And like a character with a with a, you know, ventriloquist doll. But I'm watching it, like, way after it aired, and when I'm, like, while I'm watching it on VHS, Passions is on the air. 
<laughs> and it's like everything that Soap did as a joke, Passions was just like, no, we're now just going to literally do that as a straight up soap I opera. mean, Passions even seemed like a, like, I, I, I'm not well versed in soap opera. And yet even I knew when Passions was like, from watching Passions promos, I was like, oh, this is not, this is like... This is too far. This is too far. Or it's like we like days of our lives. I think Marlena got possessed at one point. Like they've always, soap <laughs> operas have always kind of done that. But it was like in right. the 70s, soap was making jokes about that. Right. But then also right. had like Billy Crystal as I think the first openly gay character on television. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he, I think his character Jody was, yeah. Well, watch soap. Soap. You can find it. <laughs> It's on DVD. Get a DVD Robert Guillaume was in it, and he was great, too. And that's Um, the other thing, because Benson was a spinoff of Soap, but Benson was like a real show. Right, which is very confusing. (laughs) Wait, it was a spinoff? It was a spinoff. Yeah, he he played Benson on Soap, and then they were like, you're way better than the show. Let's give you your own show. (laughs) And he spun off, and then then Soap ended like a season later. (laughs) Wait, did he play... He was like the uh, right-hand man to the governor in Benson? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He was also great in Sports Night. Oh, he was so good in Sports Night. He was so good in Sports Night. Wait, you love Sports Night, but you don't like Friday Night? Oh, never mind. We're not going It doesn't matter. No, Dustin, don't worry about it because in two weeks... I'm going to watch the best that Friday Night Lights has She's going to watch the greatest season of, of Friday Night Lights ever... And you and I will just be like hitting our heads against the wall, but Tori will be like, this is good. I don't yeah, know what you guys yeah. are talking about. I'm going to love it. You guys are going to hate me for loving it. <laughs> I'm going to spend four weeks being like, this show is great. Uh, Tori, it's five weeks. So, you know, so. uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, that's coming in July. Uh, anyway, um, all right, <gasps> let's play this game because we've now filibustered way too long. Okay. So now now we're getting... It's, it's now getting, it's getting absurd. Yeah. Um, this week's game, which I don't think I explained to you guys, which is fine because I definitely came up with it well in advance. <laughs> uh, I'm calling this game the untitled We Are Not Sponsored by Season 3 of Search Party, premiering on HBO Max on June 25th game. <laughs> uh, We're not sponsored, but we would not be opposed to it. We are absolutely not sponsored by Season 3 of Search Party, premiering on, on HBO Max on June, June 25th, but... Uh, you know, look, I, I like the show, and it's finally coming back. Uh, I'm very excited about that. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I have an HBO Max subscription. So so uh, these are just general questions uh, loosely related to, to Search Party. And uh, before, we begin, before we begin, I just want to ask, so, so Dustin, you have seen Search Party. I have seen it. I haven't seen it since it aired, but I have seen it. Okay, but, and so you don't really remember it. I know. Okay, and Tori, you've never seen Search Party. I have never seen it, and am I allowed to ask if it's the show I'm thinking of with Aaliyah Shawkat? Yes. Uh, that is correct, and uh, Tori gets a point. Damn it. Woo! Well, that's good, because that's the only point I'm going to get, because that's the only <laughs> thing I know about the show. Because the first question was, who plays Dory, the lead of Search Party? <laughs> and so, Damn it. Congratulations, Tori. You're up one to zero already. Uh, despite the fact that Dustin, Dustin is no doubt cheating, hashtag Dustin I'm cheats. I'm not cheating, <laughs> well, look, you clearly are somehow. Otherwise, how did Tori get that question right? So, 
<laughs> One he's, letting, he's letting me get us a, a, a early lead because he's yeah. going to just leave me in the dust through no fault of my own. Right, because you're going to know the rest of this anyway. So, um, okay, so uh, that was that was technically the first question. Uh, so here's the second question. Tori's up one zero. Uh, when was the last time Search Party was on the air? Give me a year. Sixteen. Twenty seventeen. Dustin gets it. It was twenty seventeen. Cheating already. Uh, cheating already. I, well, no, Season I, two it's been aired a while. in late twenty seventeen. The show has been off the air since twenty seventeen. Uh, you can stream seasons one and two of Search Party on get, HBO Max right now. Did it get canceled and resurrected, or just took them a long time to? Uh, it has never been officially canceled. It has. Uh, it was always just kind of, kind of hanging out there. So, um, all right, one to one. Uh, here's a question. Uh, in the show Search Party, uh, season three premiering on HBO Max on June twenty fifth. Uh, Meredith Hagner co-stars as Portia Davenport, a flighty actress friend of Dory. And uh, the question is, what uh, show did uh, Meredith Hagner recently co-star in alongside Anna Kendrick? Uh, here's Love a life. hint. The show may be may have launched a, uh, a streaming service well, sometime in the past year. Dummy. Tori's correct. Woo! Meredith Hagner was in Dummy. She plays the dummy. So, uh, Sorry. That poor woman. I don't remember the dummy's name, but uh, you know she did a she did a fine they job. They couldn't get a dummy. Well, they, there is a dummy, but oh. Meredith Hagner provides the voice. Oh, okay. So, but I was gonna uh, say that had to be like real awkward. Like, oh no, it was an move. actual dummy with like a CGI mouth or okay. something. Uh, all right, so two to one, Tori. Um, all right, uh, here is your next question. In the time since he first appeared on Search Party, co-star Brandon Michael Hall has managed to become the lead of two now-canceled shows. The Mayor uh, and Godfriended Me. either of these shows. Godfriended Me, The what, Mayor. What, Dustin gets two points wow. because he got both of them correct. He apparently loves Brandon Michael Hall. Actually, he was so good in The Mayor that I watched an episode of Godfriended Me. It was a really bad show, but I watched it because <laughs> I loved him. Um, we learned a little something about, about Dustin today. He's great. Um, also, no, he is great. The mayor had, uh, Leah Michelle, who now is like, uh, you know, Leah Michelle, right? right oh, that's right. She was in the mayor. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. She was like the type A love interest yeah. slash like council. Was she a, another council member? Is that right? Uh, she ended up, uh, she was, I think the previous mayor's. Like uh, chief of staff and ended up becoming his chief of staff. That's right. Wow, I completely forgot about that. Um, also, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I completely forgot about the show, The Mayor, until doing research for this question because I was because the question was originally going to be just God friended me, and then I was like, oh no, he was in two shows. I since, think that since then, Yvette may have. No, Yvette left Community for the Odd Couple, but then took the mayor. I guess that must have been after. That was. I think the Odd Couple was already canceled. Yeah, yeah. But she was so good. Uh, Yeah, I mean the mayor was a really good show. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was good, Um, and it was uh, co-created by uh, David Diggs, who is now. Oh, it was. I did not know that. Yeah. Snowpiercer. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, now it's Snowpiercer. Uh, all right, 
three to two Dustin because of a shocking turn of events. Thank you. Thank you. Um, because <laughs> Dustin is cheating. But anyway, here's our here's your next question. Uh, when did season three of the HBO Max original show Search Party, which premieres on June 25th, finish filming? Just give me a year. 2018. I was going to say 2018, too, but he got to me first. Well, you both get the point. 2018 is correct. What? Uh, All right. right. That's right. This show has been in the can for two years. (laughs) That makes it even worse. They could have just aired it. (laughs) They could have just aired it. It's not like TNT has just been chock full of programming. What are they doing? They're busy with, I don't know, Braves baseball or something. Why couldn't they bring the superstation. back detour, detour for HBO Max? Maybe no, they the had detour got canceled. I know, but oh, why couldn't that's... they bring it back for HBO Max? Well, because, you know, they're Let's be honest. Done. HBO Max didn't bring it back. They took a show that hadn't aired and is just like, let's, this right. is easy content. But yeah. the detour was fantastic. It was real good. And I'm um, sure if there were unaired episodes of it lying around, HBO Max would steal them. Uh, All right, let's see. Dustin's up four to three. Uh, All right, I have a final question, but I kind of don't want to do it yet. So how about this? Um, uh, Here's here's a question that... Oh, shoot. That's a Dustin. Dustin's going to win if I give him that question. Of course he's going to win. We knew he was going to win. I haven't seen the show. In that case, let's, let's go with this one. Uh, there's a character in uh, Search Party named Keith Powell, and he's played by an actor who is in a million things, so you've definitely seen him before. But he's also in the ABC show A Million Little Things. Oh. Really? Is it David Gentoli? Whatever. (laughs) Is that his name? Who is he? Is he in that show? The actor you're naming is David Gentoli. Is he in that show? He is in A Million Little Things. I'm yeah. impressed by my knowledge of A Million Little Things. <laughs> Yet another show I've never seen. What is, he, is he also in Search Party? Well, Dustin, do you have a guess, or is that your guess? Uh, uh, I, I, I actually <laughs> don't. I can't think of anybody that's in both. All right. Uh, well, you're both wrong, but Tori will get half a point for knowing David Giantoli. Uh, Ron right? Livingston is actually in the first season what? of Search Party. Oh, yep. really? Well, that... What do you mean, oh, really? You've seen the show. <laughs> oh, that's right. You forget Ron and Livingston. you've seen a million little things. You've seen both yeah, shows. Yeah, I know. But... You've seen both shows. But he plays such a sort of... A similar kind of role in both shows, where he's yeah, not, he like, well, look, plays Ron, Ron Livingston, Livingston. Ron Livingston is a star, and so when you get Ron Livingston, you're getting Ron Livingston, you know. But you're always uh, getting the dude from Office Space. <laughs> Didn't That's he, why like, you hire him. Yeah. Show up in the final episode of Search Party first season. Like no, the- he's he's recurring because he plays. So he's a PI. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. Uh, ends that's right. Up, yeah. End up being uh, kind of like a love interest for uh, Alia Shaw. Oh yeah, that was awkward. Because um, he's like a yeah. hundred and she's not. Well, yeah. Although but she's, it's know, also awkward for other reasons. Apparently, but, banging um, Brad Pitt. So you know, whatever. We don't know that. Oh, come They're on. just friends, oh, Dustin. Come on. 
People anyway, it's uh, Dustin for Tori three and a half. Uh, half point for knowing David yeah, Giantoli, totally who was also the star of the longtime NBC show Grimm. Which is how I knew him. Yeah. Grimm on NBC. It's yeah, like the he's like a he's like a descendant of the the Grimm family or something, and fights monsters. Oh my god, yes. David Giantoli! Yeah. I fucking hate that guy from a million little things. I did not know that was insane. He is the fucking worst. I cannot. Wasn't Dustin, he originally uh, on like? D- Road Dustin, Rules? how dare you besmirch my my close personal friend David Giantoli? You know, every single okay. one million uh, <laughs> recap I write, I talk about how he is the worst. Yes. Okay. Look, Grimm was an absolutely fine show. It was fine, and wasn't he on? Didn't he get his start on like Road Rules or one of the like M- MTV reality really? shows? Yeah. God, I had no idea. Uh, I don't know about that, but I do know I that he, he got his start in uh, in improv classes yes. with uh, one yes. of your co-hosts back in 2010. Oh! Oh! Road so, rules. Dustin, how dare you? You how canceled dare... Dustin for Wait, what? mocking my friend. Oh, I never told you the story? No! Oh, yeah, he, he and I were in level one improv together. And is he the worst? <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. No, but well, his character is the worst. His character is uh, makes a lot of bad choices, but you yes. know that's where the drama comes from, Dustin. But he was okay? he was in Real World Rule Rules Challenge. Oh my God! How do Thank you. Know you. Oh really? I should get another half point for knowing David Gentile's. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. Tori yes! gets another half point. Wait, we're tied. How do you know that he was in Road Rules? I remember hearing. I remember the press lead up to the launch of Grimm. Because oh they had to do a lot of justification <laughs> for who the hell is this guy. Was he had he also been in, in some Grimm? other like pilots. He was the lead of Grimm. It was him yeah. and uh, and uh, Russell Hornsby. Yeah. Oh, and he married Betsy Tillich, who was mm-hmm. it's his wife. Who was his in wife in the show? Oh wow. She went to Harvard. Yeah, we. This is not a. We're not asking about her. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is fascinating. <laughs> she played me. Lois Lane in the CW shows. I, oh. That's amazing, but I thought that David Giantoli, whose name I did not know, came out of nowhere to start in One Million Little Things because I'd never heard of him before in my life. No, I never watched Grimm. He's been, he's been around. Dustin. How is Grimm the one show you've never seen? <laughs> well, I, yeah, it definitely seems sh- like a show you should have watched. Well, no, that's not my kind of show. No, it's not his kind of show. But, but it was like, around I for I feel a like long you would have seen like a pilot or something. I, I put Grimm in the same category as what is the Keanu movie that's also in a show and then everybody talks about all the time but nobody actually watches. Constantine? Yes. I okay, feel like... Dustin, I can't even with you right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I kind of want to just say that Tori wins the game. Yeah. Uh, um, Keanu's Constantine is wonderful, but also Matt Ryan is Constantine is wonderful. And the show was was pretty good, but I like that CW brings him back. And all the DV- DC animated movies always have him playing Constantine. Right. And it was like, so he was so good at it that they keep they kept him around. Yeah. Like anytime they I need John Constantine, yeah. they have him continue playing him. I don't. I don't. Get, all I see is headlines, and I'm like blank out and so he was right. he was actually grim yes yes that's insane and it went for how many seasons it went six, for like six, six seasons. years yeah yeah something like that because that was the other thing i think it premiered around the same time as sleepy hollow 
Oh, I no, did. Sleepy Hollow was before that. Was I did enjoy that? it. I think so. I did enjoy Sleepy well, Hollow. Sleepy Hollow was great for a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great <laughs> cast. And where did they go? Oh, Sleepy Hollow was, yeah, it was 2013. Okay. W- what do you mean, where did they go? One of them Nicole. was on um, Watchmen. Tom Mizan was the dude who kept getting killed. Oh. Wait, what? Tim Mizan? Tom, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, that's his name. I'm trying to think of where I remember him from. How I remember him. In Watchmen? Yeah. So, remember how um, Jeremy Irons was on that planet? And he just had the woman and the guy oh, and they were right. clones? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was, was the like clone the... of the dude. Yeah. He was the dude. And then where did Nicole go? <laughs> I mean, that's oh, wait, the... This is, this is the movie. Why are we doing... Where'd and Orlando Jones, who was great in the show, but completely underused, and, and then he fired? went on to be in American Gods, and he was great in it, and then he got fired. Oh, he got or fired from... What, was he fired, or did he quit? Oh, did he quit? Either know, way, something... it was, like, not good. Yeah. We got fired from um, Sleepy Hollow. She was in... Well, it looks like she did two episodes of Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. But she was amazing. Why isn't she? In she everything? yeah, she's incredible. But that was the whole thing. She was so good in Sleepy Hollow, and then it's just like people need to cast her in more stuff. Seriously, she's who are we talking about? Uh, Nicole Bahari. Oh. All right, uh, Dan. I did not give us Sleepy another Hollow. question here so that I can win this All right. game. <laughs> well, it's four to four because of uh, Dustin's shenanigans. Well, I don't, so here's well, the I, final. I, Here's the final question. Uh, okay, so Search Party, uh-huh. for those of you who don't know, CBS. is uh, first two seasons are currently streaming on HBO Max, <laughs> season three, premiering on June 25th. Uh, just saying, money please. But anyway, season one of Search Party is about this group of uh, millennial friends who are looking for uh, a missing person. Uh, season two of the show is about them covering up a murder. Uh, season three, based on at least a trailer, seems to be about true crime obsession and uh, kind of like uh, like true crime celebrity and, and the pitfalls and all of that. Uh, so here's the question. Uh, what will season four be about? Because the show's already been renewed for a fourth season. Seriously? Uh, when it was moved to HBO Max. It, when they moved it to HBO Max, they announced a fourth season. So really? what will what will what will season four be about? Knowing nothing about anything else, best guess wins based on just whatever I pick. I would... Missing person was never dead to begin with. I would say oh. courtroom drama parody. Or Aaliyah Shawkat gets a zoo. Ooh. Or like tigers or something? I don't know. Oh. Or like Aaliyah and Brad's love affair. All right, they're just friends, Dustin. All right, just on that, on principle, look, Tori was going to win it anyway, but just based on based on your your Come your on. constant need to push this, like, your, your uh, celebrity culture, you know, agenda, she Tori gets the point. rode a bicycle to its house during a pandemic. Come on. Well, so, what, you, you have friends that you have potted with. Yeah. So I have neighbors across the street that we potted it's with. It's the same thing. Well, my yeah, best friends and... I have not seen, and... Three and a half months, much less maybe, than a bicycle. Maybe they're just pod buddies, you know? Mm. She rode a bicycle to his gated community. Yeah, people need exercise, Dustin. And what you're saying so is that it sounds like they... it's secluded. 
It sounds like it's secluded in a way that, you know, you'd be pretty sure that yeah. it's safe. The whole so. thing is like Brad and her are friends because they like to talk about art together. Nobody talks about art. Brad Pitt is done. We literally are technically talking about art. No. Yeah, how dare you, Dustin? Te- television is the modern art. Yes. Writer. Brad Pitt is not smart enough to talk about art for oh. any length of period. Oh. Of time. Oh, come on. Wow. Wow. No. He's, He's I'm sure, plenty no. fine. Seems reasonable. You've read his interviews. He's a little woo-woo, but he's not that bright. <laughs> I have not. I don't, yeah, no. I don't know anything I'm not really him. interested in his celebrity. But he <laughs> produces a lot of really good movies. He like does. it's not yeah. just He's he not does. just an actor. He also has right. a production company. Uh, yeah. yeah, and a really good one. He's got, yeah. eye. He's got a great eye. So, so there you go. David yeah, art. Dustin. Wow. Maybe he has opinions art. about art. I don't see how that's possible, but sure. <laughs> I feel like now you're just pitting your not real knowledge of Brad Pitt against Aaliyah Shawkat's what? obvious actual relationship with I him. I have which... a lot of knowledge of Brad Pitt. He comes from my area of the country. Oh, so this, oh, so this is like a whole... Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're, oh... You're like you're like judging him because that sounds like you're stereotyping Dustin, and that's oh, not a thing. It's, it's but like, okay. are you insecure because he's Brad Pitt? It's not, it's not an insecurity <laughs> thing. It's like I know this guy, Dustin. I'm sure you could talk about art if you try. Mm. I mean, you do you technically. Know, but you could talk about like better art. Like we don't have to talk about like uh, you know Earth Two. <laughs> we talked. Uh, we did a whole thing about I May Destroy You. That's art. Yeah, that's true. That was yeah. It was so awkward. And if. <laughs> If we were doing fine art, I would be of no use because uh, I would be like, "That's very blue, uh, like the color, like it's 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 literally blue." I don't know what that means. I don't either. It makes me very artistic. I'm staring at it. I took some poetry classes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had Ryder Strong in my poetry class. You did not. <laughs> I did. I can tell you about Ryder Strong's poetry. <laughs> Coming full circle, art and television. There you go, and writer um, fucking strong. Wow. Yeah. See, Tori, and you, 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 you were joking about how you you don't belong on this podcast, and that's because I don't do. do the homework. No, but but you, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if you do your homework or not because you. This is the this is the knowledge that you bring to this show, and I appreciate it. Uh, no matter what Dustin says, you know, off pod. Uh, <laughs> let's not worry about that. Anyway, um, that's the show. Relatively short this week because, uh, you know, yeah. It will be once we cut out the awkward pauses. Yeah. <laughs> even without, even with them, it, it's a short, short week relatively. But um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with a new show. Uh, our last regular show until we dive into the brilliance of uh, Friday Night Light Season 2. So look forward yes. to that. Uh, <laughs> oh, murder. Um, oh, man. I, I cannot wait. Um, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. So, uh, you, do you guys have anything? Or, or is no, it just... I'm good. No. I think we're done. All right. Good night. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> that was a weird episode. <laughs>